Hello, you're listening to the Classic Recording Podcast with Ian and Jem. Yes, this week we're going to do a preview of King Arthur lineup. Uh, also, talk about when we've been upgraded. Uh, not that we ever looked like we've been upgraded. Uh, also, gigs uh, coming up this week and uh, what we got up to last week. Right, we're going to kick the show off with um, a bit of a, a brand new track by Dreamwave. We're playing at the King Arthur, so we'll keep the theme right. This is called Mine Cave. And uh, welcome to this week's Glass Recording Podcast with Ian and Jem. Okay, Jem, get it off your chest. What am I getting off my chest? You know what? You know what? <laughs> no, I you don't. About, you the, spell about, it. The ta- about the time before we get going. Well, I can't, he's going to have to give me... Look, listen, everyone, okay. he's done this. He, he deliberately <laughs> done this. He's doing what I do, and, I don't, and yeah. I'm uncomfortable about it. Now, I mean, listen, I've come here to have a nice little Glaston recording chat, yeah. and we've got two weeks to go. We're talking about lineups. You've got more lineups. And then you want me to get to it with my vest. No, and no, I don't no. Know what, 
what get, I said, get it off your chest. What am I getting off my chest? Uh, me, I am wearing me, a vest at the moment me. while we uh, while we're speaking because I just uh, thought, you know what it's like when you're going out for an evening, you want to look your best for it. <laughs> so I, before this this podcast, I just like to have a nice hot bath with a little bit of a muscle rub and all um, that stuff, just just so I can smell of roses, not turnips for you. Okay, no, no, just about me sending you the wrong time. Oh, it's that. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, that's true. Yeah. I thought, no. I th- I thought you'd this... be on that straight away. I wouldn't. No, thanks for reminding me. Can I talk about it now, then? <laughs> eh? Can, can I talk about it now? I mean, you raised it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay, you know, so the I thing is, everyone. We'll get it out of the way. You know, would you prefer to count to 12 or would you prefer to count to 24? The good thing about a 24-hour clock is you can never get it wrong, with one exception, and his name is Liversidge. <laughs> I'm in practice. I've yeah, got lots of chat about today. I yeah, know. so I yeah, look, so I, apparently we are. I was given a time of nineteen fifteen, and then uh, Ian said to me because we got together everyone for our Glastonbury calling uh, preparations for two weeks' time. You know, we like to be organised and prepared for you, and so we are. Uh, except with one person, the host of this very good podcast that Ian uh, presents to us all getting his time wrong because when you subtract yeah. 12 from 19 you end up with seven not five yeah. but we're here yeah so i've got it off my chest now is that are you no, satisfied that's better yeah yeah, yeah. welcome along everyone so so how 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 are you getting on now uh metalhead <laughs> yeah Let, so again i like to bring him i'm bringing i'm working on my metal voice you know yeah previously on the southwest heavy fest uh, it's not very good. I need some heavy metal vocals. Uh, yeah, death, death metal. See, look, I thought I was going along to a singer songwriter session. Yeah. Okay. You know, Max is going to put on this very melodic. Nice yeah, evening. right. So I thought, well, this looks interesting. You know, uh, so I'll just, you know, he didn't listen to the podcast last week, everyone. So it was a complete surprise for him. My problem was being the tiniest chap there because at most of these metal gigs, Everyone's pretty tall, with one exception, who was my kind of buddy. Uh, and I'll tell you about the exception in a moment, because that person was a star. I reckon a little daughter or one of the musicians. Anyway, so everyone was so tall, so I couldn't see a thing. And I said, oh, it's Max here. And uh, they said, yeah, he's over there. But there's this guy that was like, you know, five foot three, so taller than me, in front of me. And so, of course, I couldn't see. And I'm wondering, will I still remember what he looks like? Will he still love me after all these years? And there he was. <laughs> And I don't know if his face dropped, thinking, oh, no. I want to talk about doggy excrement here, but no. Just say, oh, no. Oh, dear, what can the matter be? He's turned up. But I was there with Nick. Shout going out to you, Nick, who had all – he had it all. He had his metal denim with all his badges on, and then there was me. Uh, <laughs> not, And then there was three. There was me. And, uh, you know, so Max said, you know, fair dues. But you see, the thing is, it was it was great. I didn't know I went to a death metal gig and that for my first gig in a metal gig in 45 years. Yeah, yeah. It seemed quite good to me, really, you know. So it was, I just love the cobblestones. I love the atmosphere, yeah. atmosphere, really, really friendly. And so we got there. It was all day. It, I mean, what was it? 17 quid 12 quid whatever it was yeah, um, yeah. you know it's great value for money i just want to give a shout out to the man himself because uh it's also raises money for charity so the southwest heavy fest raised 700 pounds for the beacon center which is a cancer ward at musgrove park in taunton where i've been to myself 
And that's where Max, unfortunately, sadly lost his grandparents. And so that's what the main weekender on May the 4th and 5th, that's not a gig for the next weekend, uh, apparently features the Infernal Sea, Ozaya and other as, as headliners. So what this gig was, I mean, you know, the headliner I thought was absolutely awesome, a band called Burner. And you could just tell that the musician was just warming up to a bit of the hip hop, knocking out these beats. And then you got this this guitarist that really looked like, forgive me, but he looked like someone out of Wayne's world. You knew he, he's in his own element there. He was happily just jamming away. And then they all came on. And then you got these bass trills and these guitar leads sort of mirroring each other, copying each other. And this drummer just giving it all and giving it voice as well. Got to say, absolutely awesome gig. Hosted by Max and also Charlie, who's yeah. wearing his hat as he does. I mean, it's yeah. kind of you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. wearing his hat. He's in the mosh pit <laughs> and everyone, no one fell over because I was tempted. I must admit, I was kind of that close. Everyone that's five foot one away from going into that mosh pit. because I kind of was really getting into Burner and uh, I, I thought, well, then there was Charlie and he was going around and he, it, there was not a hair out of place. His beard was perfectly trimmed. He was going around and they were bouncing off each other in a circle, everyone giving them space to do their dodgems of mosh pitting. That's yeah, how I yeah, describe yeah. it. His hat didn't come off. <clears throat> it was on there all, all the time for the whole set. It was there. So uh, now is where the hat comes off. Hats off to you guys. Awesome gig. Recommend the next one. Will I be there? That's the mystery. I, I think know. I might give it a miss so I can well, surprise that, it for the one after. That was his winter warm-up. His main one oh, no. is summer, isn't it? It is. And September, isn't it? The Rock Against Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And he's it, got his Rock Against Cancer, but he's got his Southwest. It's too many things he does. In May. Yeah. I think. I just want to give a shout out for the little one that was there. There was this kid there. She must have been about, I don't know, three, four. And she was there with a kind of blow up hammer, the bashing everyone, dancing around. And then when the when the bands came on, she had these perfect pink headphones to sort of keep the sound sound out and protect young ears. But she was just loving it. She was, she, you know, <laughs> she was she was shaming everyone. She just blew the, the rest of the audience out of the park. Yeah. Uh, and I want to say how friendly and how everyone made us feel so welcome. It was, it was a, I had a great time. Oh, brilliant. It took me back 45 years, you know. So, yeah, better watch out. None of this Afro beats. I'm a metalhead. Yeah, you're a metalhead now. Yeah. No, great stuff. Uh, we went up to Bristol and watched um, uh, Terry Gilliam. I was saying, oh, yeah, you that. did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. The Comedy really Silence in Bristol. Yeah, yeah, they were doing lots of clips of his old films, and he was talking about them and sort of telling us stories. And he was really funny, and he, you know, he's quite. He said, he, he was totally the quirky Terry Gilliam that you wanted to see. He's just, you know, and he, he you know, great sense of humour, and uh, yeah, it was brilliant. He told some great stories. Uh, about all the films and uh, how they sort of like run out of budget and how he got stitched up on the, uh, I think the Fisher King and, you know, uh, Baron Munchausen as well. And um, yeah. And all about the sort of like politics and all that that goes on in Hollywood uh, releasing a film. Cause it's sort of like you start making a film, then halfway through making a film, uh, the studio gets taken over, whole new bunch of managers come in, 
and they shelve the film and it gets delayed and all those sort of things really. But yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's quite good. Quite interesting stuff. Um, so I, what I want to know, yeah. we've spoke about this before. I have this kind of sense of uh, worry that will all the songs run, run out. Remember I've said that conversation we had it previously in series one, probably. So uh, when you've got all these kind of fantastic uh, artists, creatives, filmmakers, yeah. is he still working? Has he got a new film in the pipeline? Is Did he no, sort of give any exclusives away? Yes. I was hoping he might have unveiled something and you could have, we could have heard it here first. Yeah. No, I think, I think he's retired. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think he has. He didn't say that he had anyways, but... Um, Did anyone ask him? Was there a Q&A or was it just Yeah, there him? was a Q&A, but no one asked him. Why didn't you ask me? I would have told you a couple of questions. You could have chosen one of them. Yeah. Actually lo- well, lost the questions and asked your one, own. There's only one you wanted to know. Has yeah, he go got on. a film in the pipeline? It is, yeah. And <laughs> I, I think you're going to need to write to him and say, Dear Mr. Gillen, I was there last week and I've got a friend, right? And my friend, right, is wants, wants me to ask a question, which I lost the question. It's somewhere on this path there. It's mm. some set on a movie set. So what do you think? See if he yeah. writes back. Because we need to know. Yeah. Yeah. No, Because you don't have someone like that as talented as Terry that is not going to be dreaming up other sets, movies, characters, um, silliness, uh, intelligence. You know, he's unique. Yeah. I know I heard that and, and I didn't realise there was actually, you know when a filmmaker's unique, because we found this out because there's a phrase when they call a film Gillian-esque. So, yes. you, you know, so if you've got that after you, they asked him about it and he said, he's, he said, oh, it's like, I sort of like half embarrassed about it and half um, really pleased that people see my films that stand alone on their own, you know, that I'm an individual, they, they, they can see that style that he's got on a film, you know, straight away you can see his stamp on a film. Yeah. But yeah I'm yeah. quite tempted to go and watch the time bandits again, actually. They sure, it would be good. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I ever saw it. I, I think yeah. you're giving me a, a huge sort of bout of nostal- nostalgia-esque yeah. So with my nostalgia, I'm going to have to go and dig out a few movies. No, we watched Brazil again, and we watched yeah. Baron Munchausen again. I might go and watch Fisher King because he was saying how he, he was saying like Robin Williams, who's in Fisher King. He was mm. saying about how great Robin Williams was, and how he just you know, you know Terry Gilliam's quite an out there character, and um. Jeff Bridges is also in the film, but how he was tem he they were great two people together because when they were offset, Jeff he was trying to, he was tempering him down and trying to calm him down because he's just want, he was going off on a tangent all the time. You know, he just wanted he had so much energy. Mm. And one great thing he said, he said that um they were filming in New York and they couldn't get um outside an Italian at an Italian restaurant and they could only do this at like 4 30 in the morning and he said like you know as the all the crew was like dropping off and struggling to keep going that time of day he said like Robin Williams knew not knew everyone on the crew and he went through the crew one by one 
telling jokes about them and bringing them in. And he, he lifted every one of the crew and they, they all had the energy to complete what they were doing that night. You know, he's, he, you know, so, you know, he's, uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, great stuff. So I really enjoyed that. It was uh, really interesting. Okay, uh, shall we play some music before our King Arthur preview? Well, yeah, I think we should have some music. And what's it going to be? Well, uh, most of these are acts playing the King Arthur. So um, we're going to play Adult Leisure. And this track is called Bad Idea. <laughs>
Okay, uh, that was free by letters. And um, yes, yeah, so um, before we start the King Arthur preview, I don't know when people get listening to this podcast. If you're listening to it Thursday, uh, our website will be live by Thursday. So you'll be able to go on a new website and see all the preview of the events. So it's really I've good. I've got to step in here as well. Yeah. So can I add can I add a little extra ingredient? Yes, go on. Everyone, if you're listening on Friday, the yeah. webpage will be live. It will be. If you're listening on Saturday and Sunday, but we chill on Sunday, the webpage will still be live. It will still be live. It will still be live. The webpage will be there. So we've got a brand new website, and it's amazing. We're, we're so lucky to have friends who just turn to turn up and go, would you like me to do a website? Well, yeah. And of course it, it's been in the pipeline a couple of years, but so we haven't sort of like, but he's been talking about doing it. And it's a really good lad called Oliver Cunningham who lives down Benedict street, which King Arthur's on, you know, and, and his uh, credit card number is four. No, 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 no. I'm not going down. That. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but he, he offered, he offered to do it and he's a proper web design person and he's done such an amazing job on the website with I'm, I'm so chuffed with it and what's you know first thing you look at on the website it's got a countdown and the countdown now says nine days 18 hours 24 minutes so you can till it till the festival starts and then you can go down it's got previews on all the venues so it's like a digital program you can work out the lineup what you're going to go and watch, um, what times they're on. So, you know, and I'm going to cheat with this one. I'm going to use the website to do preview at the King Arthur. So I'm so pleased with it. So you click on the King Arthur and you go, and it tells you where the venue is. Doors open two o'clock, capacity 150. It's got a little map where it is. So um, you can Google map it and go to the venue if you don't know where the King Arthur is. First act, girl. So, sorry, do you want me? To, I, I, I'm going to go by you this week. I started at the, the bottom the first week, and I started at the top the first week. You did both. No, no, no. Listen here. Sorry, this is this is. Yeah. Thank you. So I really don't mind, but you, you you're confusing me yeah, because you yeah. say, yeah, I'm going to go. You start off, and you start from the headliner, and then the next time you went with the 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 beginning act. Um, see, for me, I think it'd be really, really good. We're all working out what time we're going to come into Glastonbury Town. Okay. So what time it starts, and we'll follow yep. it through to the, the head, headline act. Yeah. Or you just give the time in the 24-hour clock. So, you you know, and you, you're an expert at that now because you've done your training course, course and you've got a gold <laughs> star on that, yeah. Right. So, yeah, that, that's, my, that's, that's my thing. Right. You know, look, we get up Saturday morning, we have our cornflakes or muesli or whatever, and then we're, we're all pumped, ready to go out. And yep. What time is the first act so we don't miss it well the first act um i'd say get there and watch it because like i'm this opening act that i'm putting on are you know well capable of being a lot higher first or second on the bill they've had some great gigs they've great support they've been listed by radio one as ones to watch um uh as a band to look out for um they got together uh during the 2020s lockdown so they managed to do it all online and um 
they, they, they're really, really a recommended band. Uh, and it says here, which is great on our website, for fans of Kings of Leon, The Foals and Frightened Rabbit. So uh, if you like that sort of music, I would definitely recommend getting down there. And they kick off at the King Arthur at 2.30. So, um, now, I've, forgotten, I've already forgotten the name of the band. Who are they? Uh, Adult Leisure. Ah, okay. So I would definitely get down there for 2.30 to go and watch Adult Leisure. So that's um, the, the opening act. And then after them, uh, Leathers are playing. So these guys are from Froome. Um, I'm clicking on the artist profile. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, they're West Country, 20-toed, garage stonk primitive flamboyant sleaze machine so they play dirty rock and roll basically um and we've been playing all the tracks anyway so you should be able to um get an idea of what the acts like after that we've got band that's come in and filled in but you know they're pretty good band pretty special band uh from bath called uh dreamwave what sort of bath stroke bristol now described as a kaleidoscopical fusion of dream pop and psychedelia. So, um, you know, they, they're building up a big following in Bath and, um, you know, they play some great, great venues. And, and all these acts are playing good venues in Bristol and a lot of them are selling them out, venues like the Crofters and places like that. And, you know, so we it's a very strong lineup we've got here. Uh, on at 6.15 to 7, we've got Andromedus. Uh, this is a band that I saw at one of Max's uh, gigs that he put on, Rock Against Cancer last year. And they're really, really good. They're like an electronic metal band. Uh, so they haven't got a drum machine. They've got, um, they use electronics and beats in the background. So they've basically got almost like a DJ in the background doing all the beats and backing. So it's it's uh, somewhere between Pendulum and Death Metal, Some, something like that, if you, if I'm you in. think about it. Get me down there. Yeah, I know. I know. Really good. In, in fact, it does say for fans of North Lane, Pendulum, Ar- Architects. So I wasn't far off with um, what I'm saying, but they're a great crossover act. Uh, so, you know, they'll, they'll appear appeal to different, sort of fans of different styles of music i think you know you'll be able to have a bit of a dance to them and a bit of a headbang to them <laughs> all right and uh then on at 7 30 to 8 15 we've got a band called vetna who contacted us to play but they've got a big following they're doing really well they're founded in 2019 based in bristol uh, they've got influences from the 90s and the, and, and the 2000s. British electronic music from the decade plays an important role as well. Uh, so, um, you know, they've been, they've done some good gigs in Bristol. They, they've got a really good following, part punk, part electronic, um, you know, post-punk possibly, but a bit of psychedelia in there. 
you've lost me i'm yeah. getting too many words i'm thinking post-pop electro dream pop reggae yeah uh so okay so i just so i can i want to check these guys out because they do sound fascinating but yeah, yeah if you could just pick out one word that sort of can summarize all that so i can then go and check a track out what would you choose well, they're, they're definitely an alternative act i like that i like alternative okay and then uh, after them, between 8.45 and 9.30, are Anna Malia. Uh, they've been playing some really good sort of gigs as well. They're getting on the festival circuit. Um, another band uh, formed in 2020. They're signed to Marshall Records. So that's quite pretty cool, isn't it, being signed to Marshall Records? Um, they've done debut EP, it's recorded uh, by um, Romish, if I can say it, <laughs> Doran Donga, uh, who did stuff for Bring Me the Horizon, Nova Twins, and that. So uh, they've they've got a good, you know, um, background. They're they're only from Bridgewater, Western as well. So very local band, and they say exhibiting chaotic riffs and animated performance. So uh, you're gonna you're gonna get an entertaining rock show from them you know um I, I would say yeah if you like stuff like bring me with the horizon and stuff like that uh you'll like them female singer as well so you know really really good act and then the headliner well sort of the headliner but they're, they're all headliners in a way uh are a band called girl who are very interesting uh part electronic part rock uh they put they started out with neo soul but found that they could and should go much heavier combining outrageous lyrics stadium sized riffs heavy hitting drums and irresistible bass lines all glued together by tasteful trap elements so that's a you know another rock type band who you know they they'll there's some great acts. There's some really, really good acts that appeal to lots of, you know, they're not like extreme heavy. They're definitely a couple of entertaining heavy acts. So, you know, I, I definitely recommend getting down there. So what was really nice, we, we all met up. We were just saying at the beginning yeah. of the podcast and uh, at the King Arthur, uh, getting final prep in cabin doors to manual and all that stuff. Uh, and you were talking last week about the the refit at the at the at the Arthur, and it's the first time I've seen it. Actually. I haven't been in there for a while, and it looks awesome. So even yeah. you know, in between set times, when you go out and get drinks, you know, you've got lovely artworks at the entrance of the 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 venue inside the Arthur, uh, and the colours are just really tasteful. It's just really quite. It's quite goth, isn't it? Really, I really, yes, I really, is, yeah. I, the purples and blues and. Uh, I was really taken. It always has been one of my most favourite pubs in the world, and it and it just looks really ready for a good night out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as well with the yeah, it's brilliant. The Arthur now, it's, well, it's great beforehand, but it's just been given a whole lease, new lease of life. So you'll you'll love it, and there's a lot more places to sit down there as well between the acts. So you you really enjoy it. Uh, just another point about the website is on each of the artists, there is um, where there's a video, 
they've put a video in so you can go on YouTube and see the video and also links to their tracks on Spotify. So you can have a good listen to the acts direct from the website. So go and check it out. Uh, it's uh, glastonrecording.com, uh, but the links will be from our Facebook page and anywhere that you can look for it, really. So, uh, And we'll be sending it out to the people who've got tickets anyway so you can check everything out and work out what you want to see. Work out your own little schedule. Yeah, and then change your mind on the day. That's the mm. thing, isn't it? It's just done. Yeah. Now, should you go from top to bottom or bottom to top on the high street? What would you do? What would I do? Yeah. I'm well. I'm running around like a headless chicken. That's what yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just, just. I'm <laughs> getting your imagination going. You know, yeah, we, we're trying to you know, picture the scene of Glastonbury High High Street. You know, it's yeah. it's iconic. You know, just as much in my view as the Abbey and the Tour. Uh, would you start off, uh, or would you recommend someone starts off from the bottom to the top, or from the top to the bottom as they explore the different venues oh, on the night? Well, on well the both the the two venues starting off at the same time are either ends of the town. So the yeah. two acts kicking off are Paper Fishers at two thirty at the Rifes, yeah, and um, Adult Leisure at two thirty. Uh, down the King Arthur. I, I think it depends so you how you go, pace yourself. You can work it either way. Yeah, I think it depends how you pace yourself because yeah. uh, obviously everyone be safe. Don't drink, don't drive, don't combine the two. But if you happen to be staying the night, some as my friends who are coming are yeah. staying in the town, you could start off at the top of the town at the Rifes, get yeah. your few beers in there because then it's just down. It's just a, it's just a wobble down the hill, down the yeah. high street, and then you can finish up in the author and you don't have any more hills to negotiate but then on top of that i'd say don't miss i wouldn't want to miss adult leisure either so oh it's hard isn't it yeah it is yeah i, I guess I, I, or just I mean, save your drinks for later and then finish your drinks at the author yeah. when you can come up and down the high street a few times i mean as well what what's good everything's really close to each other so you're talking like from the king arthur up to the rifleman's maximum from the furthest venue to the other furthest venue, maximum 15 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, but then from the centre of town, uh, the Rifes is about five minutes from the centre of town, just over that. And the King Arthur is about five minutes from the centre of town. So, and three venues in town. So no matter what, between the acts, you can skip up and see a bit of another act or, the whole of another act and then skip back and watch part of another act. So it's down to you guys who are listening, work out your schedule. Where's the best m mosh pit? Well, the, the no, most I should avoid. Mosh, moshy <laughs> will probably be the Arthur, I think. You reckon? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of dancing, definitely, uh, especially later on in the assembly rooms and, uh, the Rifleman's dancing yeah. in different ways and uh, the acoustic and um, sort of more chilled out stuff apart from probably semantics uh, in um, the Avalon club and also uh, at my fine deli. So there's great stuff there. So, you know, you can, you can 
do whatever you w- wants to see. If you need to go and chill out a little bit, you know, uh, go to the sort of venues open up a little bit later as well. So plenty of choice there. Right. Let's get a move on. Uh, we're going to play a bit more music from Axe playing. Good grief. Only on segment two. Okay, <laughs> cracking. Right. Uh, this is by Vetna. Brand new track out called Begalese. <laughs>
Okay, that's the latest release by uh, Andromedus called Tyro. Uh, so, yeah, um, my son uh, went and watched uh, Kieran. He went and watched uh, with, with with his boyfriend, Matt, the other day. They went to watch 1975 in London. And uh, while they were sat at the back of the venue, they were probably sat right at the furthest seat back. Um, someone come up tapping people on the shoulder and saying like, oh, is anyone like customer of O2? And my son said, it, first of all, he said no. And then he went, oh, yeah, my Xbox is on on O2. So he said, oh, yeah, my Xbox. I've got a thing with O2 for that. So the guy said, right, come with me. So basically they took him from a seat right at the back to a seat right at the front and they upgraded them. So that was pretty cool. You know, they got right down the front. They could see the, you know, everything's going on. So they they got lucky with that. So what's your, if you, if you ever been upgraded, what's your best upgrade? You must've been being in the travel industry. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I've, I've been thinking about this and I, yeah. I, I like the ups and da- downs of life, being a football supporter when or an England supporter, yeah. when you just think, wow, lucky break, and then something goes wrong. So I guess my most memorable one when was when I was in my 20s, and then I had uh, a French girlfriend, and um, it was winter, and I had my little Air France ticket to go from UK to Paris, and the weather was really, really poor. It was in December, Got to the air, got to Heathrow Airport, and I noticed that my flight, which was going, I can't remember exact time, it would have been about seven o'clock, was cancelled. Uh, no, uh, but the six o'clock flight before that was still going, but was delayed an hour. So by the time it got to me, that that was almost the time to catch the flight, and you could see that all the sort of uh, check-in team were being really pressurised by lots of grumpy people. And I was watching this, thinking, I want to get out there because I was only going for a long weekend. I couldn't take any more time. I just started work. Yeah. So I noticed there was this person really giving grief to the check-in staff. So this is the moral of the story: always be kind. And uh, so I went up there and I spoke a little bit of schoolboy French, you know, any chance I can get on the flight. That was it, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they put me to one side for about like a minute and they said, yep, you're okay, you're on. So I was on, I was on my, my, the earlier flight was later, but my later flight was cancelled. So I thought, yeah, great, really happy, you know, and I got in um and i sat down and i was at the front of the aircraft and then the champagne was turning up <laughs> uh and uh, and then they were coming around with canapes it's just an hour's flight and i realized i'm in business class so as well as getting on as a non-refundable non-changeable flight they because i was nice they were just they took kindly on me yeah, and yeah. Uh, they upgraded me but here's the thing gem world is not never simple i'm sitting there thinking i'll have another glass of champagne so i'm now on my third and we still wait to take off what an in our flight yeah we were still <laughs> on the ground because it was snowed in you know yeah, we yeah, it was yeah. really poor weather and i'm sitting there getting ready and then i thought the word a swear word went to my head we still the, the the doors were open and i realized i can't find my passport no so what would you do? Would you stay on the flight and arrive? In those days, it was still EU. Arrive in France and take your chances, or will you get off and miss the flight because the doors hadn't closed to try and find where you're passable? What would you do? That that is my my upgrade story. <laughs> well, I'd probably guess it's 
could be in my other luggage. So there might not be any point getting off. I didn't so have I, any luggage. I traveled. Didn't, I was oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fourth glass of champagne was coming around. You've got to go for it, haven't you? <laughs> That's yeah. what I did. So I had the whole flight trying to work out what to do. I didn't have my passport. So I got upgraded, but yeah. then was going to have to get off in Paris and then wonder what I was going to do. So in the end, I got there and I thought, I'm going to have to sort of wing this one, pun intended. So I had a really great flight, food and everything. Uh, so wasn't expecting that at all. Got off at the other end and then went to the customs the, the sort of security yeah. pretended to look for a passport I didn't have. I had it in the airport and then sort of a, a, in broken schoolboy French and then got carried off. I felt I was going to go to prison. <laughs> they took me around because <laughs> I'm being upgraded sort of on top of the world. I'm now, I'm now at the bottom of the world. I'm a useless scoundrel, but they actually let me in in the end. The, the end of the story is simply that was the best upgrade, but with a little bit of a sour end. In the end, though, apparently my passport was found because I phoned my girlfriend to say I'm going to be a bit late, but I'm on the flight. I left my passport on a public telephone inside the airport. No Someone handed it in. So uh, a few days after I got back, uh, uh, having to get all the security, immigration, to go through all immigration to get back into the UK afterwards, they found my passport and it returned to me. So it it ended up happily ever after, but that first glass of champagne and the second... And the third meant, I'll take my chances. Thank you very much. That was yeah, my best yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah, you must have just thought it's your lucky day. It was. So, it was, abs- yeah. Uh, but I didn't even realise it. I'm so gormless sometimes. I'm just sitting there thinking, yeah, it's all right. You know, pays to be kind is what I think and sincere with it. No, no, that's that's fine. I mean, I mean, the only time we were really upgraded was uh, when, when I went to Atlanta to visit my brother. I got on the plane and... I mean, we had Kieran then, who was little, and I thought you never thought they'd upgrade a family up up to the next level, would you? You know, thought mm. like, you know people would complain with the kid. So no, but we were lucky. They were, they actually up, upgraded us all. And they just said, oh, you know, we just went in to check in. And they said, oh, you know, um, there you go. Uh, do, do you fancy an upgrade? And we we're like, pardon, <laughs> you know. So. We got upgraded and just got treated really nice, you know. Don't know why they picked us. I've got no idea. I don't know what, you know, they probably looked at, looked at us being a family saying, ah, oh, you know, they've, they've it, gone through it. It, it doesn't happen stuff. anymore now. Now, no. you know, when you're breathing the fresh air out there or wherever, you, you know, you get an upgrade for, for high supreme oxygen when you breathe yeah. and you can pay for a little upgrade to get more air, fresh air. And actually you can pay to get a nice glass of water from a tap. I don't think anything is for free anymore. There's very few upgrades out there, but when it happens or where someone offers you something nice, I think it's really, really, really good. No, it's lovely. It's lovely. So we're going to play more racks playing glass recording. Uh, this is by Anne Amelia and a track called Flatline. Tony in the smoke that you breathe Smash your mirrors, turn 
Okay, that's the latest release by Girl, just out at the moment. Boys in the nineties. So um, yeah, good stuff. I mean, we're 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 lucky to get all this stuff. All, all these acts that we a lot of these acts that we've booked are releasing at the moment. They're actually, you know, doing a lot of stuff at the moment. There's stuff coming out from them. So um, you know, we've got the vibe at the right moment. All right, so we'll talk through gigs coming up this week. Uh, on Friday, Emily Breeze uh, doing her album launch along with Marble Tide at the Fleece and Firkin. Uh, at the King Arthur, they've got a great lineup Rad- Radical Dance Faction and Paradise Nine. Uh, Radical Dance Faction, legendary uh, sort of um, local ska punk type act. Uh, so that'll be a, a good one. Uh, Zubek and Pence at the Art Bank. Uh, they're Argent. They're going to play some Argentinian tango. A couple of Polish guys going to play Argentinian tango. So that's going to that that's like totally off the wall. Uh, Seki on seven uh, at the Assembly Rooms. Um, sort of uh, electronic um, industrial. Uh, DJ, I think that's how you describe that. Uh, and then on Saturday, um, at the Rifleman's, they got Bowie and a Little Bush, so Bowie and Kate Bush covers, uh, Cavis Tabai and the Witching Tail at the King Arthur. Um, and then there's a, a dance night on at the assembly rooms as well. And then on Sunday, at uh, the King Arthur, Andy Grant's playing. And then if you want to go a bit further afield, only a little bit, at the Barton Inn, there's Kid Hyena, uh, and they're playing, um, they're from Barcelona, and they're playing urban folk music. So uh, that's a really interesting one, if you want to get down there. So that, I think that's a mid-afternoon gig. So, you know, one, one of our... I've always said, as old gits who can't manage all the nighttime gigs, uh, that might be one for you. Oh, thank you. I, 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 I <laughs> dear sir, I beg you to retract that, or it's going to be muskets at dawn. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about metalheads. You, you were, you were being very unkind, and then we were talking about. I'm going to sulk now. I think the one that Barton in it's four thirty, and I was yeah. looking them up, and they played uh, on Worthy FM. Uh, at last year's Glastonbury. I think oh. they are all from Barcelona, but I think they're actually Bristol-based now. Oh, okay. They're, they're working over here and doing... They're doing quite a few gigs around the West Country. So, I, yeah, you, you, we had a chat about that. I'm thinking, that looks interesting. And I love the Barton Inn. It's, they, yeah, put on, yeah. they don't put on as many gigs as, as I remember, but no. it's always... You know, there's always that kind of Arthur vibe. Uh, yeah. weird kind of dancey rootsy style music and and they always get bands that pass through that that like yeah. you know they, i mean they, they'll have like mad dog mad dog McCray just turn up there do a yeah. gig you know yeah, they, yeah. They, they have that reputation and, and that's where they get these acts when they just pop by and yeah uh, uh, and, and it and takes ages before got... they come to come on stage on the stage yeah. in the one in the bar but when they're there that they, they don't stop they just keep playing yeah i mean they've built a really cool little Hall out the back there. I haven't actually seen a gig in there yet. But yeah. I've seen pictures of it, and it looks, uh, you know, really nice little venue out the back of the pub. 
so it's not in the pub. You know, we saw Duncan disorderly play. Yeah, there, and it yeah. was in the pub. Yes, they built they built this oh, sort of big wooden wooden structure out the back there. So almost like a bit like a medieval hall vibe. So uh, yeah. Really yeah, good. I might, might, I might go to that. It's, uh, I, I, th- I think for me, I, I know what I'm like, and you were talking about that just a few yeah. minutes ago. I'm not going to repeat your words, but uh, I think I might have a, a chilled weekend to get ready for the Glastonbury call in the weekend. Yeah, I know, I know. I think I'm going to keep my head low this weekend. Well, I finish. I yeah, I've got next week off as well, so. Um... Yeah, you haven't got next weekend off. You know you're going to have next... to do so much work for Glastonbury. No, calling. yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I've got to do so much work for Glastonbury calling, yeah. and tidy up our garden and trim back all the, all the stuff ready for the spring. Really, yeah. uh, before it gets too late and the little birdies start nesting. Right, we've got to give everyone a chance to catch up and look up uh, all the bands that are playing. So uh, there's you've got a playlist, haven't you, on the webpage, I believe. Yeah. How do yes, we can, so how you, do we how do we find out more about the bands that are playing? How can we listen yeah, to them? So if you go on Glastonbury ready for the day. Yeah, you go on the new website. Glass we we've got a Spotify playlist anyway. Uh and that's on that's on the new Glass Recording website. Uh and it's called Glass Recording twenty twenty four the uh playlist anyway if you want to find that uh on its own but if you want to find a website it's uh glastonrecording.com and uh, just go to that website and you can find out everything that's going on everything you need to know about gas recording if you haven't bought a ticket and you need to buy a ticket there's links on the website to go and buy a ticket as well so you can do Everything that you need to do, class and recording wise, on there. Check out the acts, check out videos, check out their music, um, find out more about the artists that are playing. Just it's all there, it's like a digital program. And I'll, I'll just say as well, get your tickets in advance. It avoids yeah. the queues, which means you don't have to wait in a queue to get a ticket if there's any left, and then you don't miss any of the acts because you're straight yeah. in because you're, you're the tickets is on on your phone and we scan it so there's no paper tickets at all so it's all done by scanning so if you do it on the day you've got to register and get yourself logged in for a ticket we will always do that but the more that gets advanced tickets the easier it is for everyone and it means Ian gets to see a few bands himself in the process so there you go yeah the easier it is for you and cheaper it is for you because it'll go up five pounds on the day so um you know Get yourself get yourself a ticket before Friday night at least. Uh, not this Friday, but the following Friday. But yeah, payday will be in, so you it's something yeah. to treat yourself. Right, right. Well, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go and get a rest now after all that. Yeah. That's, I feel arrested development coming on. Yeah, my head's spinning. Mm. I'm ready for an alcohol free Guinness now. I'm gonna have a cup of tea. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Thanks yeah, for sharing your time one. with some Glastonbury calling, and we'll see you soon. Back then, rent was cheap in the wrong parts of town. You could walk into almost any place and get a cash and hand job. I was a terrible waitress and an even worse singer. But I didn't care. I just knew. Something bigger, brighter, better was on its way. 
someone was gonna spot me walking down Stokes Croft and say Don't move. 